BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the Morning Toast. Happy Thursday. Thursday. So exciting. Happy Thursday. Happy snow day. It's really a special day here because it is so snowy. I feel like it's really going to keep flurrying and we're just going to get in a winter wonderland. inches of snow here in New York. But we're still in the studio today. Because yeah, we're getting we have, inches. We have a lot to do today. Yeah, I mean, I'm somewhat out of commission. If you're watching on YouTube, I am hiding my face behind my microphone. I'm just a little bit swollen from some nipping and tucking I had done at Dr. Sharon Giese's office yesterday. And I'm more swollen than I thought I would be. And like, it's really hard for me to move my lips. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll be fine in a few days. Just, I'm sorry if you're watching on YouTube. I would not be offended if you switched to podcast. Yeah, but I feel like you even sound a little different because of it. No, my lips are very swollen and it's hard for me to move my lips and enunciate. Wow. So do you think you'll be talking less today? Highly unlikely. Probably not. A girl can dream. Yeah, for sure. I'm also unwell. I pulled my back somehow yesterday. (gasps) Oh, no. And it was like starting to hurt in the evening. And then I went, I took a bath. And then when I went to sleep, as I was tossing and turning in the night, like as you do, every single time I was like, rip, rip. That is textbook. When I woke up this morning, usually um, I have this new ritual where like Brew runs into the room because Poppers just took him out. So he runs in and then I pick him up on the bed and we like hang for 10 minutes. That sounds so fun. It's so fun. But I couldn't pick him up because of my back. And he was just like whimpering at the side of the bed, like not knowing what was going on. Oh, mommy's sick. It was so sad. So with given all like I couldn't even really do my hair like I just have like I feel like Zoolander I can only really turn to one side no having your back thrown out is literally like people don't realize it's the most debilitating thing you can't do anything it's really so sad I was supposed to go to live method today so unfortunately I had to cancel so sad you can't work out (laughs) no it's a bummer like and I can't I'm not sad about having to cancel live method honestly um but I can't even peloton so it's like oh no really do I make fun of your woes? Jackie, Do we I were just fun? both making fun of. Please don't Do turn on me fun? now. We were just both making fun of you not wanting to go to Live Method. You're going to be fine. Oh my God, she's lying. Wait, you were just. Wait. Jackie, I never said roll that. the tapes. You were just like, I'm not upset oh, about. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I thought you meant before. Oh, you're fucking the- gaslighting me right I now. I thought you meant before the show. Like, no. you were talking about it, making fun oh, of it. Shit, ow. <laughs> you are <laughs> gaslighting the shit out of me, and I will not like entertain this. We are both like. Immobile. immobile. Like, my lips are killing me. Like, and, also, and you also look like you can't move your neck. Oh, I'm just but, wearing a turtleneck, so it looks <laughs> like I have like a, a sprain on my neck. But not only that, my forehead is killing me because I got Botox too. And then my chin out of nowhere, 
is sore. Yeah. What the hell is my chin sore from? Well, I'm jealous of all of your cosmetic enhancements because it's like, must be nice to just have something new to look, to look at. That's like sort of getting a haircut, but you just got new lips. Yeah, I guess like I've gotten so many haircuts this year because I'm just like done with looking at the old raisiny shriveled up version of myself. So I had to take it to the next level and get some new lips and new forehead. And honestly, I'm pretty pleased. Yeah, it's an exciting endeavor. I look forward to my new forehead. Should be getting one in a few weeks. It's just like sometimes you need a new forehead. Especially in COVID, like things are so monotonous. It's like, I got to change my forehead. A hundred Forehead transplant, here I come. Like sometimes you just need a new forehead. And it's just like an easy thing to change. And people have like a big problem with the way we say forehead. I know. It's forehead? I know. And also. What the hell is that? I don't know. (laughs) Oh God. It's. Oh oh my God. I was also talking about like Tennessee this weekend Mm -hmm. and I was calling it my forehand. And oh. the person I was talking to was like, my forehand's pretty good. And I'm like, well, my forehand's actually really bad. No, no, no. It's f- backhand, forehand. Yeah. Okay, well, if you say forehand, then you have to say forehead. What the fuck <laughs> is a forehead? It's a forehead. It's a Some far- people have a five head. <laughs> it's a forehead. It's a forehead. And I people comment on it all the time. And it's one of those things like, I won't give in. No, I won't I, give Okay, in. I used to say clicker. People gave me shit. Now I say remote. I will not give in. It is forehead. Yeah, we used to say Rahoni. Now we say Rahoni. Like, okay, I'm course correcting all of my enunciation. You will not get me on forehead. We used to say Majijan, and now we say Majijan still. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Mm, okay. okay. We actually have a lot to talk about today, so I'm going to need you to save your, your lips. I mean, my lips. And by the way, whenever I get my lips done, they get really dry. Mm. Um, so I've just been like lathering Aquaphor. And so like they're a little crusty too. No, they look super glossy. I did put on some of my NYX gloss that went viral on TikTok. Oh, really sweet. locks in your product. Very cool. So yes, we do have a lot to talk about today because we have the Fast Five stories. But then we have to talk about what was, I believe, in my opinion, one of the best episodes of Real Housewives I've seen in years. Definitely Real- of New Jersey. Of all time. Yes, we're talking about Real Housewives of New Jersey. We could have been talking about Salt Lake City, which was also good, but we're talking about New Jersey. But we're going to recap Jersey and Salt Lake City, and I have a lot of thoughts. And I just want to give a spoiler for anyone who's, like, waiting to hear what I think about it. I'm Team Jackie. I am Team Jackie as well, but I do have to reprimand her just a little bit. I'm Team Jackie, like, 100%. No, you back her, like, unequivocally. Not because of a stanhood, like, just because of what I think is right. No, of course. And I am 100% on her side, too. I just have, like, a small problem with one thing she did. Yeah, I know. And we will argue about that later. Yeah. But I guess without further ado, we could jump right in because we have a very busy day. And so no more dilly-dallying, you know? Well, just a reminder that tomorrow is Friday and we're going to be recapping our Toast movie of the week, which is Rodgers and Hammerstein's Cinderella starring Brandy and Whitney Houston. Today is an amazing day to watch a movie. Yes. And um, it's on Disney Plus streaming for free. So use a Disney Plus login that doesn't belong to you or that does. Fabulous. Oh, also, so much of what consumed my day yesterday was my anniversary. Oh, yeah. And I wound up just spending, like, the whole day on my phone watching, like, videos from my wedding. Oh, I thought you were going to say, like, on my phone, like, listening to the toast. Oh, no. That's other days. Yeah. But I just was, like, looking for wedding content because I was posting to my stories and then people were sending me more stuff. And it was just, like, so wonderful to relive it all. Yeah. I actually, um, we had this conversation on, on FaceTime. FaceTime because, like, I didn't realize that, like, posting for other people's anniversaries, like, of course you post for someone's birthday. Um, when someone has a celebratory moment. Um, but I didn't know, like, we were, like, as sisters, like, were we required to post? For anniversaries, no. Because, like, I have no memory of anyone, like, ever posting for my anniversary. No, and I definitely didn't. I don't recall posting for Olivia's anniversary. I personally, and I don't even recall, like, you really going so hard for your anniversary. But for me, like, because, like, my wedding was just, like, one of the things that people were really interested 
about, about your brand. in me. Like I used it as an opportunity to thirst Promote, the fuck out. Of my course. stories my stories got double the views that they normally do. We absolutely love to see virtual engagement growth. Right. So that was just like a thirsty moment. So I would just think that like anyone else would want to soak up the thirst too. You know, of course, like I got a message from a girl like what's going on between you and Jackie? Like you didn't post about her anniversary. <gasps> and I just want to say like it's not like your birthday. Like No. Like I honestly wanted to message her back and just be like, you have too much time on your hands. But I've learned recently that beating the trolls is just not a good thing to really do. Really crazy. And you call me and you're like, am I supposed to post? And I was like, honestly, one, I wouldn't have noticed if you didn't. Like, I'm not keeping score. And two, like, no, only if you feel like compelled to post. Like, sometimes I post for dumb things because they just like how I look. Yeah, of course. And like every photo that came across my desk yesterday um, from your wedding, like had my side part looking so atrocious like so mom I need to work on my art like it's not a phase it's a lifestyle I got your picture I'm coming with you dear Maria count me in like I literally look like an angsty teenager and you the, are at though the, but at the beginning of the night like my hair was fabulous and like with each minute that went by my side part just got like flatter and flatter and I went like from you know glamorous supermodel to 90s band rocker superstar I can see how that would happen so I just didn't feel compelled to share that side part yeah so but that- I learned a valuable lesson Yes, and I think you look so fabulous, like old Hollywood glamour. I know maybe one day you'll learn, you'll learn to see it, like, you know? Probably not. But, like, sometimes it takes years before you can appreciate a look. And sometimes it takes years before you can recognize that it was bad. Sometimes it also takes years to realize, like, that picture, like, where you thought you looked, like, fat and disgusting, like, was actually the most beautiful you've ever been. 100%. That's, like, my life. Like, looking back on pictures, like, being so unhappy with myself in that moment and now realizing, like, oh, my God, like, literally take my arm. I will look like that again. And that's on having perspective. That's on 2020 being hindsight. Oh. Wait, no. Hi- that's on hindsight being 2020. Yes. For sure. Okay. Now, without further ado, we can jump into everything because we have so much to talk about. Some really exciting news. So here are the past five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. <laughs> And today's sponsor just reminded me that tax season is around the corner. So thank you, TurboTax Live, for sponsoring this episode. You are one of a kind, and so are your taxes. That's why TurboTax Live has experienced tax experts who are ready to listen to you, learn about your unique tax situation, and help you get the best tax outcome. Maybe you're moonlighting as a rideshare driver and have questions about what qualifies as a deduction. Maybe you want an expert to walk you through the process since most of your income tax, since most of your income last year came from freelance jobs. Or maybe you'd like to hand the whole tax filing process off to an expert while you perfect your banana bread recipe. Whether you want to file with the help of an expert or let an expert do the filing for you, TurboTax Live experts are here to help, giving you the confidence to know that you're one of a kind, uniquely you taxes are done right intuit TurboTax live thank you love it okay first story some really happy news morgan stewart gives birth <gasps> welcomes her first baby with now husband jordan mcgraw the daily pop and nightly pop co-host welcomed her first child a baby girl named roe wrangley mcgraw with her husband jordan she announced the news via instagram on wednesday sharing a sweet sentimental message about her newborn daughter she said roe wrangley mcgraw just quickly wanted me to up like update you guys that after 30 hours 27 apple juices and 16 pushes later that she decided to join our party and she's definitely the coolest girl I've ever met oh my god wait Roe is like like um when when I was before I knew the kid's name I'm like Morgan Stewart is arguably the most fabulous fashionable cool edgy trendy person I know and mm-hmm. most people know she's like at the forefront of all things cool she is a pioneer of style yeah everything she does is glamorous like literally like mm-hmm. I don't know what her farts smell like but they smell like Chanel number five you know what I mean 100% she's that type of girl very similar to the type of girl that I am 100% <laughs> and so I I knew that whatever name we were going to get, especially for her daughter, would be 
elegant and trendy and fashionable and classic. And I never would have guessed Roe, but Roe literally exceeded all of my expectations for this child's name. No, it's a beautiful name. And I also feel like she loves the Roe. Yeah, of course. The American Ashley clothing brand. So I just want to like believe that it's a hark back to that. I think it was definitely like an inspirational element. Yeah, it's a beautiful, beautiful name. The picture that she posted was also so stunning. No, so effortless. So, so, so effortless. Chic. Thank you. Yes, effortless. Like, stunning. Beautiful, Sunning, smart. Sickening the hospital down. Sickening the hospital down. Also, Jordan, who's the son of Dr. Phil and Robin McGraw, also took to social media with a precious photo of the newborn. Dr. Phil also gushed, congratulations to the most deserving and loving young parents in the world. Robin and I are just thrilled to death and so grateful that mother and baby are healthy, happy, and well. This is just like such a happy ending for Morgan Stewart, you know? Yes. And I think a lot of people like our generation really thought like, you know, her and Brendan were like, the OTP of it all. But like now that we're adults, as we've all grown up, we're no longer the rich kids of Beverly Hills, we're the rich adults of Beverly Hills. You just realize like, man plans, God laughs. And like this was how Morgan Stewart's journey was meant to happen. I really believe that. I believe that too, but also because it is how it happened. Of course. So if it's meant to be, it will be. No, and I just love the name so much and I'm really excited for Morgan. And just thank you, Morgan, for not disappointing in your elegance. Like I, I knew she you would never, do something she glamorous. She could. I know. Even if she tried. But I agree and I really look forward to chic baby content. Yeah, uh, CBS. CBS. We no, love sorry, to see CBC. it. No, sorry, CBC. CBC. Very true. Our next story is a little more bebe news. Selling Sunset's Christine Quinn yes. is pregnant. Oh my God, I was shocked by this. I was shocked by this too because, well, let, I don't know why. I, I just was. Why. I just didn't see this as the next step for her, but I absolutely love it. No, I love it. She told People Magazine, we are so grateful to be expecting our first child. I'm so ready for what this next chapter holds and cannot wait to be a mom. She is just like the most fabulous. We absolutely love and stand at the altar of Christine Quinn. Mm -hmm. Um, But she just like is traveling and always like doing magazine shoots. And so I just didn't think the next logical step would be Bebe. Yeah. And you know what? I feel like, you know, on Selling Sunset, there's this kind of competition between her and Heather because like Heather's so thirsty for fame like the, she's that's what Christine said Heather said Heather's always call, calling the paparazzi on her and Tarek whereas like Christine is just like effortlessly because of Selling Sunset become this like socialite like who gets on magazine covers and doesn't have to call the paparazzi so I just never would have thought you know the next step in that would be having a child but I think it really proves that like Christine is everything of the sort everything mm. of the sort I had an inkling but now I have confirmation Oh, I, I always knew. I just think it's cool, like, at the peak of her fame, yeah. she decided to have a baby. Like, I, I think some people might push it off to pursue other opportunities. I know I would. Yeah. So, um, I think it's so cool of her. She said that she's a firm believer in manifesting her dreams. This beautiful pregnancy was manifested. Mm. We knew that we wanted to create a family in 2021, and I envisioned myself pregnant as I did my daily meditations. No, she's right. you got to start manifesting things that you want. You know, Margot taught me this thing to say um, when you wake up in the morning, and I actually really, I felt it. It's like this, ready? I don't chase, I attract. What is mine will find me. I don't chase... I attract. And what is mine will find me. I don't chase. I attract. And what is mine will find me. Hmm. Gotta say it with a little bit more conviction. And you say that like when you are like in front of the mirror? When you're doing your makeup, when you have a moment to yourself before your day starts. Just remind yourself, you don't chase, you attract. What is yours will fucking find you. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. That's what got I'm me on the like New York totally, Times bestsellers list. I'm not totally moved by that 
like sentiment. Oh, I was. But I, I like the idea of daily manifestation. I'll find some that I think might be more appropriate to your lifestyle. Thank you. Okay. Thank you so much. Okay, next story, really exciting. The Cruella trailer has dropped, starring Emma Stone. They oh my are God, Emma Stone was in my dream. Oh, what was she doing? I don't know. I fell on Stealing her in a hot puppies. tub. Stealing puppies? I fell on her in a hot tub. Was she going after she's Theo? Like, get the fuck off me. And then Tana Mojo was there too. It was weird. Was she going after Theo because she's Cruella de Vil now? Pretty much. Disney's latest live action film, Cruella, starring Emma Stone as a punk rock version of the titular 101 Dalmatians. Can't say titular without feeling like Moira Rose. Mm-hmm. Um, has debuted its trailer. The film is set to release on May 28th. Stone will portray Cruella de Vil circa the 1970s. And the film will delve into her life prior to her penchant for terrorizing the puppies of London. As was depicted in the 1961 animated original okay i have two things to say mm-hmm. the first is like maybe i haven't seen 101 dalmatians in a while but like wasn't corella deville like an ugly old woman not emma stone a s- movie star like gorgeous most gorgeous woman in the world um so yeah they like definitely made her more you know edgy in this movie you know and she still has the half black half white mm-hmm. wig but also this is an origin story so she didn't get to the part of being Oh, whoa, whoa. So she's Cruella. not the Dalmatians yet. She's not the Dalmatians yet. This okay. is like, you know, it's an, uh, like Wicked or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to see how she became Cruella. So did you watch the trailer? I did. I just watched it while I was so sitting here. Someone on TikTok said the funniest thing, and it's true, because like they're really giving like Cruella to be like the girl boss like MLM makeover, because like in, in the trailer, it's like she's like an inspirational, successful woman, you know? Is she? Yeah, like you get that vibe from her. It's like, you know, people are putting her down because she's a woman, you know? yeah. No, I just don't know how they're going to like, like, from what I remember about 101 Dalmatians, like she's an animal abuser. I think that's like, like she wants to skin the puppies and wear them. I think that's the, the implication, like your, the inference. Yes. Right. Like, no, that's the moral of the story. And the puppies need to be saved. The, the, that's the kind story, of dark for a kid's movie. The story is about the puppies, 101 Dalmatians, and we're trying to watch them get saved from the evil Cruella. She's the villain. So I just don't know how you make an origin story that like makes that understandable. Yeah. Well, you I know, guess we'll like, have to see. Yeah, we will have to see. It looks really good, completely, like, high-budget, great cast, everything of the sort. Um, I just look forward to seeing how they're going to... Connect the dots. Connect that dot. Yeah, no, that's a good question. Like, are we going to start justifying animal abuse? Because I'm really not down for that today. Right. right. If I wanted to justify animal abuse, I'd just walk a couple blocks of Central Park and take a horse and carriage ride. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to do that, so I won't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I think this is. Um, I think this is going to be great. She, she it, the trailer looks great, and I, I love a live action film. Like I really do. So do I. Can I see something crazy though? You don't love Emma Stone. No, she's nice. I don't mind her. Okay. I don't love a prequel. Like, you know what I mean? Well, I I understand the words that you said. I just disagree. Yeah, but you you know what I mean. Right? I love an origin story um, of a previously thought of villain and i'm just waiting for our gaston origin story um i'm waiting for our edward cullen origin story oh yeah that sounds amazing doesn't have to be of a villain no no but like it's interesting when it's a villain because like just like the joker just like wicked yes you see how they became look at her she's wicked (laughs) right and now it's like justice for alphaba justice for alphaba yeah even though just, she's a witch. I just don't feel great about saying justice for Cruella. Right, that's the she's thing. She's literally cruel, Ella. And I don't think that I could ever really just like stand an animal abuser. Right. So we'll see what they do with it. Is it a musical? Doesn't look like one. Hmm. Yeah, bummer. 
So if you care to find me, look to the western sky. That's like the best prequel ever. I take back what I said about prequels because Wicked is probably like the best piece of content ever created. 100%. Everyone deserves a chance to fly. fly. And if I'm flying solo, at At least least I'm flying free. To To those who ground me, take a message back from me. Tell them how I am defying gravity. I'm flying high, defying gravity. I could really go on like all day. So, so I will. No, I'm kidding. Um, you should do the Wicked Ride on Peloton. Like really. I should so, actually. So stunning. Or I could just like listen to the Wicked soundtrack. No, it's actually not the same, but okay. Okay. Are you ready for our next story? Like, I guess. I could sing more Wicked. Because it's um like something that we talked about a few weeks ago and now it's, you know, back on my plate. The Masked Dancer mm-hmm. finale was last night. Oh, so we talked about the fact that it was happening. Mm-hmm. I guess the show happened. And do you have some of the other contestants who were on it, like besides the winner? Um, maybe if I get down enough in the article. Okay. But do you know who the winner was? Let me guess. Maddie Ziegler. No. And I'm going to spoil. Even though these masked shows do such a good job of not spoiling. I didn't even know it had started airing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> They're almost too good at protecting the... No, but even Masked Singer, which is a huge deal. Like, it's always in the news, but they never spoil who won, which no, is actually respect. pretty cool. Um, but for the Masked to Dancer, the winner was, spoiler alert, Gabby Douglas. Gymnast. Cheer? Gymnast. Gabby Douglas. Wait. The gymnast. The Olympian. Yes. Oh, okay. I was thinking of, oh, I was thinking of Gabby Butler, the cheerleader. From cheer. From cheer. Okay, sorry. Yeah. No. Oh, Gabby Butler. Wait, no. Gabby Wait. Douglas. I'm having such a hard time. Gabby Douglas. Yes. Okay. Sorry. Um, that's very interesting. Yes, she Did was. Did anyone guess her? I'm not sure. She was dressed as Cotton Candy, and she okay. won last night. She claimed the Diamond Mask Trophy. She said, I love the journey and every single part of The Masked Dancer. I love the fact that it was so mysterious. Spooky. And I'm a huge fan of The Masked Singer because me and my family, we love being detectives. Um, by the way, Gabby Douglas has an amazing Lifetime movie. Um, or maybe it's not a Lifetime. It's like a Lifetime vibey type of movie because it's like a dramatic recreation of her story. Yes. And it's actually really good. I forget wow. what, what streaming service it was on. Apparently her final performance was to The Greatest Showman's This Is Me and it featured backflips and leaps. How did she do that in the costume? She's an Olympian. Oh, right. Yeah. I'm going to be watching that. That um, performance. I, I really am curious who else was a contestant. Hmm. Do you mind Googling that for me? Yes. Masked Dancer Contestants. Season one. It's a good idea for a show. I mean, when I first heard the Masked Singer was going to be a show, I'm like, my God, we have reached a new low in content. But people seem to really love it. I just don't like that it takes so long to get that sort of gratification, you know? Yes. Okay, hold on. Wait, I just want to make sure I'm um, the Masked Dancer. Masked Dancer. This is much harder than I thought. Okay. Gabby Douglas was cotton candy. The sloth was Maxim Chermop. Oh, Maxim from Dancing from, with the Stars. Yes. Tulip was Maddie Zig- Mackenzie Ziegler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I saw on TikTok people were guessing that it was Mackenzie Ziegler. Zebra was Oscar De La Hoya. Exotic Bird was Jordan Sparks. Oh. Hammerhead, Vinny Guadagnino. Shut the fuck up. Cricket, Brian McKnight. Moth, Elizabeth I love Brian Smart. McKnight. Elizabeth Smart was on The Masked Dancer. Okay. Okay, I have a question. How did we not know this? I we have to so- wa- be watching the show. I thought it was 
professional dancers or like cheerleaders. No, it's kind of both. It's celebrities who are good dancers, kind of like mass singer, but it's also celebrities who can sing who you might have not known can sing. Right. And Elizabeth Smart can dance. Apparently. I have to go watch clips. The Ice Cube, which is a stage name, Ice Cube, was Bill Nye. Okay. And the disco ball. I'm glad I didn't waste my time with this show. Wait, but this is like an iconic cast. Who was the disco ball? Ice T. Oh. Mm-hmm. I love Ice T. Right. So. That's Very interesting. really interesting. That's really interesting. That might be the most interesting thing I've read. I've all heard day. all day. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. <laughs> okay, ready for our fifth and final story? A little more TV news. Already? Our fifth and final? Yeah, it's actually going to lead into our Real Housewives recap because the Real Housewives of Miami is returning to Peacock. Yes! Peacock, NBC Universal streaming service, announced that the franchise is returning on the platform on Wednesday during the Television Critics Association press tour. The original Real Housewives of Miami ran from 2011 to 2013. Housewives Honcho Andy Cohen will be an executive producer for the show, for which casting is still underway. Sources told Page Six last month that Phil Collins' ex, Orianne Chevy, and she's pa- crazy, and Paulino Rubio are being considered for the series. Who's Paulino Rubio? Which has been in talks for quite some time. Okay, I just have a question about this. Uh-huh. Um, like, why this disrespect towards Real Housewives of Miami? Right, no, it's like, okay, we'll bring you back, but not good enough for cable, like on streaming. I know, there is like this, I guess it just didn't perform well. Like, uh, that must be what it was. Right. And like, even though it feels like everyone wants it back because like on Instagram people, that's not an indication of like the actual audience yeah i guess so but like how could it have performed any worse than some of the like or been any worse than some of the other franchises like no i mean that's fair like i honestly I, even though i love real housewives of dallas they have really low ratings yeah oh please um like i love it so much like i really hope that it stays no me too well. but i uh, no, i'm of course happy for you know peacock but I hope they get some of the original cast members. Not all, but like Lisa Hochstein. Like, yeah. if she's not on the show, what are you doing? I've heard that Leah Black is like not coming back. That's and I fine do by think, me. Yeah, me too. Um, I just did like the kind of um, legitimacy she brought to the cast as like a, you know, American icon almost. Like the history of her family and yeah. her money. Yeah, but like I could see it just being different this time like yeah like younger yeah fresher but lisa needs to be there and i feel like she will be there lisa needs to be there i could live without joanna krupa yeah i don't I, think she even lives in miami i actually liked adriana adrian it, yeah adriana um i liked her even though she was cuckoo like crazy i could go for her again please don't bring me back karen the dentist i just <laughs> I don't think you would i just had a really big problem with so many like facets of her life what about marisol um this is going to be terrible to say, but, like, honestly, without Mama Elsa, like, Marisol's stock, like, really goes down. But you know who lives in Florida now? Hmm. Jill Zarin. Oh, interesting. That would be... And she's friends with Marisol. So, that, okay, I'll take Marisol if they bring me Jill Zarin. Um, that's not the show I'm, I'm envisioning. I know. No, I, I love learning and meeting fresh, new, rich women. It's one of my favorite activities. <laughs> so the more fresh, new, rich women we have, the better. Yeah. Okay, we'll see what happens. But, but like, just, I don't know how it's going to fit into my schedule, like, watching on Peacock. I completely agree. Like, like can I binge watch? No, and, like, where is Peacock? Like, I, like, I'm not dumb. I just, like, I have a routine, you know? And it's, like, weeknights, I'm on cable. Weekends, I'm on Apple TV. 100%. So to have to go to Apple TV on a weeknight just well, so I can re- recap hopefully on the Hopefully someone shows. will hear this and put it on, like, Sunday night. Yeah, by the way, like, 
Put it on cable. Or just put the whole season up together. We can yes. binge watch. I like that idea. I think that would actually be great because like watching, binge watching reality shows like on Netflix has been wonderful, like Selling Sunset. A hundred percent agreed. Um, now let's dive into our TV recap segment, mm-hmm. which is really what I came here to do today. First up was the premiere of The Real Housewives of New Jersey, which has had a lackluster few seasons, even though I did spend the latter part of yesterday catching up on the end, the tail end of last season and the reunions. And I actually, I don't know if I enjoyed it while while it was on, but I really enjoyed recapping it. Like, I mean, really enjoyed rewatching it again yesterday it was actually quite fabulous and I think the, the men of the show and I remember we did say that last season they bring so much to the show entertainment energy laughs I enjoy the men just as much as the women yeah agreed it was nice to it was nice to have them all back yeah and so everyone pr- pretty much hasn't seen each other because they're living in COVID and the first event that they get to see each other at is Jackie Goldschneider's husband's 46th birthday party. It's in a parking lot, um, but Jennifer Aiden doesn't seem to be complaining. It's funny because, like, you know, this is a party Jennifer Aiden, like, would have made fun of, but the bar is so low because everyone's in COVID that Jennifer Aiden has officially, like, been humbled. Right. She's just happy. She didn't bring up one thing about the party. Like, it was literally in a restaurant parking lot on the concrete, and there were other people, like, eating outside the tent. But it actually looked really fun, and what I liked about... everyone was wasted. But what I liked about watching the parties, like, I feel like at a lot of Housewives parties, it's like they go talk to the woman have the conversation go somewhere else and it was like the vibes were just like going all night long like they were just standing in a circle talking to each other mm-hmm. the whole night like they're actually friends that's the thing the women are actually friends and the husbands, and the husbands. Like, it was a real party we were watching not like a staged production like castmates chatting hundred percent yeah You're totally right a lot of the women had worked on and a lot of them showed up looking so tan like dolores Teresa, and melissa like looked like they just got back from a trip. Right. Well, to August. We just discovered right. that this episode was filmed in August. That's when Evan Goldschneider's birthday is. We right. did Google it because I really was curious about when they were filming. Yeah. Um, Dolores looks unbelievable. Stunning. And I fucking hate David. I, know. I hate, I know that he's a doctor, so he's not saying it for any other reason, like other than medical safety. I just like hate when men have an opinion on female plastic surgery. Like, go fuck yourself and like get a life. And he, it bothered me. And, and Dolores' answer was so unbelievably perfect. She's like, listen, I get to, the beauty of this relationship is like, I don't make you have the commitment I thought I was getting and I get to live my life how I want to live my life. Like, yeah. that's our agreement. And he got up and walked away because her point was too poignant. Right. Why does she stay with him? I don't what know. What does he, he bring to the table other than a quiet house for her son to study? He, go to the library. He <laughs> sucks. No, and like, she has Frank. Frank. So what more could you need? I know. Well, when I was re- recapping last season earlier yesterday, Frank said, I love Dolores so much and I would love to get back together with her, but like I just can't guarantee that I wouldn't cheat on her and so I would never want to hurt her again. And like, that's fair. So they can't. I don't know. Couldn't they have an open relationship? And then like she could go do her own thing too. I know. I I don't understand the David of it all either. When do they even see each other? He's never around. But like, what does he bring to the table? I don't know. Stability? I don't know. I don't know. It's so boring. His house looks nice though. It's that's uh, like a funny situation that they have that like yeah, yes. Dolores and Frank are living together and it's David only something is, that would happen on Housewives and David is living with their son yeah right no Hysterical. but I like love Frank and Dolores and I thought Dolores looked amazing like whatever work amazing. she had done like need it and need whatever it. work she had done sign me up the face looked great too like and she Everything. said a lot of stuff on her body but her face looked 
tight and delicious. It looked amazing. Margaret had her breasts done. Margaret looks great. Looks amazing. And okay, so obviously here's what happens at the party. Teresa just like randomly starts to bring up this rumor that she pretends she heard when like she 100% made it up herself. And she is 100% still holding a grudge. What do we know about Teresa Judice? No one holds a grudge longer or harder than Teresa Judice. She's obviously still mad at Jackie saying, if it walks like a duck and it quacks like a duck, it's a duck. Referring to the pictures of Teresa and the 21-year-old guy. Right. Plus, if you could control your husband, would he be in jail? Which is the fairest question ever asked on Housewives. Like, Jackie is so... I know she's not for everyone, but she's so logical. Like, you can't argue with what she's saying. Yes. She makes sense. She speaks facts. Teresa does not. So that's the thing. That's, that is what we've come to here. When, okay, so Teresa's running around the party, literally telling anyone who will listen that she heard At that Jackie. literally her, Evan's party with Evan's friends there. It's it so disgusting. It couldn't have been bitchier. You know when Jennifer Aiden is like looking down on something you're doing, like you're doing something incredibly fucked up. 100%. So of course it got back to Evan, not even from anyone on the cast because Teresa wouldn't shut the fuck up. Yeah. Telling everyone she hears he fucks around at the gym. She can't remember who told her. One of her friends told her. He like she can- does stuff. What For- do you mean? Does he lift weights or right. does he fuck women? Yeah. Like, I don't know, like stuff. Stuff. But stuff? Like, what are you talking about? She literally couldn't keep her facts straight because she said she doesn't know who told her. And then she told Jackie she knows who told her, but she's going to protect that person's she identity. Say. So I'm just like 100% convinced like she just made it up. Right. Or like, I mean, I think when you are a housewife, People send you rumors all the time about your castmates. Like, even in, like, for us, like, people are always sending us, like, crazy rumors about the people that we talk about. And, yes. Like, usually we don't pay mind to it. I'm sure Teresa got maybe, like, I want to give her the benefit of the doubt and say she got one Instagram message. Right. With this lie. Yeah. But, but like, Teresa's that's been not, in the game long enough to know that that's not a legitimate, credible source. Not even close. It's not like it was in magazines. Like, Teresa has had rumors about her that have reached much higher levels that she still will not. And she'll literally kill the women for talking about it, but it's in a magazine. Crazy. But it really reminded me of Catherine on Southern Charm saying she heard Cameron's husband's been cheating on her. And in Catherine's defense, I heard that. There were blogs talking about it. It there is not a blog. There's no. not any sort of evidence that Evan is... It didn't Evan remind is, me of that at all. No, but see, like, people thought that was so low, but at least Catherine was speaking... There were actual rumors. Right. Teresa's talking about these rumors. No one can corroborate these rumors. No I haven't heard them. heard this. Like, I read blogs. Have you heard anything? No. So it's just so unfounded. To do it at his birthday party is so disgusting. And to come for a nice family, it's vile. It really is. With no evidence. Have one person told you one thing, like... Anyone can say anything, and that what that that means that we should treat it as maybe right. something that's credible. As fact, like wh- what? So the news gets back to Jackie, and she's like devastated, like beyond words. That scene of her like leaving her house with her posture. Her- <laughs> yes, and until it's taking a toll. Car, like it she's was just really devastated. Sad. And I actually, when she said like when I had to tell Evan like that this was going to be on camera, and like people were talking about it, like. He was devastated. Like, it's it's true. You know, these women, they all sign up for it, but their husbands don't. And in Jersey, the husbands have been, like, a wonderful added bonus. But I have a feeling like that will be coming to an end this season because it's just gotten too complicated now. And it's not fair. Like, Evan has a job. He has a company. He has a reputation. And Teresa, just to dump all over that because she felt like it, is so morally corrupt and I know and and I actually agreed and some people thought Jackie was being dramatic like in her demeanor like I 100% understood why she felt that way and why she was treating the situation as serious as she was like this is not a game this is her family this is her husband this is not her she's fair game in the show yeah husbands are not husbands have always been off limits 100% so it was so wrong on so many levels Jackie did the most mature thing that she could do and arrange to sit down with Teresa just to talk about it and give Teresa the chance to make it right. Listen, you fucked up. Like, 
make it right. It's right, that Jackie simple. said, I don't even need an apology. I just need you to clear the air and say, like, I fully made this up. This is a baseless rumor. Right, or I, I have no it. evidence. Like, I just repeated something that I heard. Like, there's no reason to believe that this is right, true. Like, you put it out there. Do your best to clean it up, Teresa. Jackie sat down and gave Teresa every opportunity to, to make it right. To make it right and to move on from it. Like, she wasn't going to make it a huge deal anymore. Just like, we'll pretend like this didn't happen if you can just make it right and we'll move on. Teresa can't um, understand logic. No, it's really frustrating to watch Teresa Judice because one, she has the worst quality ever in a housewife, which is unable to see your own wrongdoings even in the slightest. This is like beyond a housewife it's, who can't see themselves. No, so it's beyond that. But then it's also a lack of understanding. Like I don't just don't think she understands what's going on around her at all. Anytime. Right. And so she clearly wasn't understanding what was happening. And so Jackie had to make her understand by giving in an her, analogy. By giving her a taste of her own medicine and saying that her daughter does coke. No, the, she said, you saying this rumor is the same as no she said well she basically she said once Teresa would not like admit that she just was saying something that she heard based on nothing she was like oh well then I heard that your daughter does coke at in the bathroom at parties right I don't know where I heard it I can't remember but I heard it so, and so she's saying if we can just say anything that we want about people's families then here you go okay that's how that feels so I am and still Teresa firmly on lost team, her mind lost her mind I'm still firmly on team Jackie I just and, and I understand her analogy and she wanted to compare it and Teresa doesn't have a husband so there wasn't an analogy she could make that was parallel to that I just do wish she didn't and I know she wasn't accusing Gia of actually doing this, but Gia is a child and I do think husbands are off limits, but kids are even more off limits. And she wasn't accusing her of anything. I just, it's make, like, I just wish she didn't give, to, now Teresa's gonna hold on to that for eternity. Like, I just wish she didn't say that. She tried, she I tried know. to take the high road. She tried every which way. I know, Teresa I know. Teresa was not understanding. I think maybe this is as close as Teresa it will come to understanding. But Teresa didn't even understand. I, she just blew obviously, up. Obviously, bringing kids into anything is, is atrocious. Is a, like, you never want to have to go there. But I feel like Jackie really had no choice. And also on, how, on New Jersey Housewives, husbands have been just as protected and off limits. And we couldn't say anything about Joe Judice mm -hmm. all this time. They've been just as protected and off limits as kids, as family. Like, we don't talk about the husbands. We don't talk about this stuff. Teresa crossed that line. Jackie just met her there. Yes, but I don't think that husbands and kids are, are equal. In the New Jersey franchise, it's just family. It's just grouped as family. Gia is no, over like, 18. In, in the world of, like, ethics, like, kids are just... They're worse. Yes, she is over 18, but she's not a character on the show. Like, she's, like, I, I just, I, I want to defend Jackie blindly. I do. But I just, even though I understand her logic, and I don't think it was, like, such a crazy thing to say, one, it gives Teresa this thing to latch onto till the end of time. Like, she will never, now it's like she's been so wrong, she won't even acknowledge that she had any part in this fight. So I just want to read something from Brian Moylan's recap that I thought was, like, really, really well said on Vulture.com. Okay. Finally, Jackie tries to use logic with Teresa. This will never work. Trying to get logic out of Teresa is like asking a starfish to borrow a pen. <laughs> Teresa doesn't understand reason or hypocrisy. She can't process that she was hurt when Kim D spread rumors about her, so Jackie might feel the same way about a similar situation. Teresa, like a wounded dog, knows nothing other than what she is feeling at that very moment and reacts to it, often in a malicious way. Jackie makes this mistake again and again and tries to argue with Teresa as if she were a person of average intelligence. Well, 
If Teresa made up this rumor and won't tell her how she heard it or if it's true, it's the same as Jackie saying, I heard Gia does coke in the bathroom at parties. Things, this is when things go really sideways and Teresa leaves Margaret's collection of multicolored funhouse mirrors yelling the word cunt in, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. So it's true. It's like, it's, that's it's, it. it's a senseless, it's a pointless thing okay, to try so and reason with. A hundred percent. So what should she have done? I don't know. Ignored her? Like no. this woman like thinks that she's at the helm of this show. No, Jackie's desperate. No, and like. I just, if we, if you can't have a conversation with Teresa, if you can't even try to go back and forth, she tried this way, she tried that way, what is Teresa doing on the show? Right, and so I think it was a really powerful moment when Jackie went over to Margaret's earlier and they said, like, what are we going to do? Like, Yeah, no, she, I actually wrote down what Jackie said because it really resonated. It, it felt like the start of a rebellion. No, she said, how far do we let a woman like Teresa go? A woman who spreads lies, who is aggressive. Mm -hmm. like they, Physically. And they had all these flashbacks who just tears everything in her path with there's no repercussions there's no remorse and they just all have to keep moving on and right. the other women are friends and they can like r talk to each other and, and understand Reason. each other and it's like so to have this person who's just like I don't know what what value an she provides that is literally like an insult to Theo like not even an animal but also I was reading things on Twitter. Like, I'm completely out on her. And I, I've, been, out. I've been out, like, taking each and every step out the door at the past few seasons. After last night, I am completely and totally out. I do not think there's, like, a place for her on the show because she does not provide anything other than, like, what's Narcissism. going on in her own head. Yeah. And also, I think part of the reason why it would be hard for Teresa to not be on the show, it, it has to be a production thing. Like, not, you know, the women ice her out because Dolores will never ice her out. And now that Gia's been brought into it, Melissa's in a really, really tough spot. And Melissa can't turn on Teresa in right, any real way. Right, but it seems like Teresa's going to make that really easy for her when she starts spreading rumors about Melissa and the restaurant manager. Yes. So. Yeah. No, it actually looks like it's going to no, be an unbelievable season. I agree. But also, I do think it's a production thing. Like, looking at this holistically, being like, I understand that Teresa's been the center of the show, given her personal drama for so many years. But that... the. It has ended there. Like yeah. we said last season, like last, and I, I feel bad again this season. And this is, I think, how Jackie feels too. It's like, she's been through so much. She's finally out on the other side and her dad passes away. And right. Like, that must have been devastating. I understand like she is probably so upset and I feel so, like every time Nono comes on the screen, like I want to cry. I know. And every time she's at home filming, like you really see like a wonderful side of her, like with the kids and Nono, like I, I agree. Right. So it's like, I, I want to cry when I see him on the screen. How does she feel? Like. But we, every season, it's a new excuse for I know atrocious behavior. behavior. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. And to me, it's like on a much smaller scale. It reminds me of Dorinda. Like Dorinda became useless to the show when she said such vile, immoral things to people. Turkey based her baby. And then also was unable in the slightest to see the error of her own ways. Like, mm -hmm. not even able to take the smallest bit of accountability. Never has said the word sorry in her life. At that point, as a housewife, when you have those two traits, you're pretty much disposable because it's infuriating to watch. And Teresa's been that way for so long, but there's always been, like, a reason to give her a pass. But it does feel like she's gotten too far this time. Yeah. Really, especially because I thought that the, the way that Jackie initially handled her right. could not have been... She didn't and ask for a huge apology. Right. She just said, admit you made it up, which she totally did. And admit, like, there's no factual basis for this rumor. I love Evan. And, like, now I, I feel just, like he's not like, going to want to film I just anymore. want Jackie to know, like, and I think I speak for a lot of people, like, no one believes that your husband is yeah. a cheater. He seems like a very decent person. And, like, a good dad and a good husband. And honestly, like, if this results in Evan, like, not wanting to film and then we get, like, less guys on Jersey, like, I'll be so sad. Yeah. Like, please know. Yeah.
Um, now Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, which I was honestly just like on such a high from watching Jersey. Salt Lake City. It took like me a, a minute to get into it. It seemed like a bad episode. Like no, it was actually really good. Well, I feel like it was really like the origin story of Mary Cosby. So interesting. Mm-hmm. I feel like. I mean, everything, every question that's asked of her, everything, like, answer she provides, like, I think she had performed amazingly on the reunion because I feel like she was able to explain so many things that people have questions for her about. I mean, all the stuff about her church, like, is it a cult? And then it was like, well, is Mormonism a cult? And then I'm like, well, is every religion a cult? Right, right. It just, she really... I think had an answer for most things. Yeah, to me, there were two major points that I thought were really interesting. One, it does feel like she lied a lot on the show because she said that like Mary and she said Meredith and Lisa said that they're afraid of Jen when then on the reunion, she's like, no, no, no. I felt like they were like, she's a liar. But I feel like if there was exact, um, if she said that verbatim, they would have just showed it. You know, they would. Yeah, no, but she lied. Like she got caught in a lie. Like maybe, she, maybe we need to watch it back. Maybe she said, "I, I think." No, she didn't. She did not. But why didn't they just show it? Like show after, what? Like roll footage. No, you said this. No, but by the way, we watched it. She said they. To- Whitney said specifically clarified. They told you that. Yeah, they called me. Okay. She just lied. And then also she like kind of lied about the whole like grandfather thing. Like she made it seem like there was a piece of paper yeah. that said, you want this money? Sign here. Get married to Robert Sr. When it seems like the two maybe just like fell in love. Like No, but they also didn't because she was like nervous about marrying him. So it is, it was a weird. I like, who even, told you? No, I hadn't even thought about like. I just assumed that there was like, she was there told was, before. Yes, like there was very clear instructions. instructions of what she needed to do to take over for her grandmother. Yeah. And now I'm just like, was there? Yeah, <laughs> but I did think the scene where she's like crying about how like marriage is hard and like what they have is good. Like not every marriage is like the greatest love story of our time. And if you find a man who like respects you and takes care of you and buys you Chanel, like sometimes that's good enough. And honestly, I thought that was a really fresh perspective on marriage. No, like, 100%. All the women were nodding in agreement. Like I think that... What's bad? 22 years of marriage. And that's the thing. Like with the... If we had started filming Salt Lake City and she had just like got pursued her grandfather, like of course it would be, you know... A joke. Yeah. But 22 years of marriage is not a joke. No, and it just felt like she's really tired of, like, having to explain it and defend it. And when she started to cry, like, I actually really felt for her. Like, that's her biggest vulnerability. She's like, of course it's weird she had to fucking marry her step-grandfather. But that's the life that she was born into, this, like, heiress of food chain and restaurants and churches. And I just... I fell for her. She's like, uh, that's her thing. Like, grandfather fell for her. Even on the show. I'm sure that's her thing in real life. And then on the show, it became her thing. And she's just fucking tired of it. Yeah, she's it's like, everywhere. Yeah, it's weird, but look, he takes care of me. He's a nice guy. It's everywhere on social media. Like, I'm sure it's it's tiresome for her. And also, I did appreciate, again, how she explained, like, no, I don't get all my designer things from my congregation right. like we have family businesses and this and that because I think a lot of people you know they heard they that. see her being a leader of a church and then literally having extra rooms full of Balmain and Chanel bags and like having seven homes and then you hear that audio where she's like it sounds like she's condemning them for not giving enough but it turns out she's just referencing quoting a passage right so I think that she I I I think that she was able to explain some of that serious confusion around yes. her lifestyle. But I don't think that we got any clarity and possibly even more offensive and race, uh, weird comments from um, the conversation about 7-Eleven. Yeah. And it turned into a weird conversation that was like colorism, basically saying she likes white guys, but she's married to a black guy, and, but she only likes her husband because he's light-skinned. Now, I'm obviously not an expert on colorism, but I did feel like that was, like, offensive. Yeah. 
And then she like tried to like back track and like clear it up and I think everyone was just like looking at her like incredibly confused yeah I think everyone was incredibly confused Andy as well yeah he was like so you like white guys but your husband's black yeah um but I just feel like that's so Mary you know <laughs> like she's just like all over the place and I don't even know what she's saying half the time but I, I I really think and I don't even know where I just feel like she comes from a good place I don't know I agree I think there's something she... really like innocent about her I really agree and I think she comes from a good place but she's confusing extremely now the other half of the episode was literally heather versus lisa like so hard mostly off camera like and no one was even there things got crazy i i mean obviously heather's the queen of the show like we we have no choice but to stand but i feel like lisa is being like somehow i don't I think obviously, like she's responsible for the way that she treated Heather. I could even feel her condescension coming through the show. Like, and Whitney she thought too. that she was better than Heather and Whitney. Now, she, after the show has aired, like America told her that she's not any better. And it's really interesting to find out that, like Whitney, I mean Heather, Lisa was involved in casting. Hundred percent. Lisa tried to explain so many times how that happened, and like no one let her. And then they moved on. And like I was ready for that story. No, I don't care to about explain, the story. No, to explain how she nominated Heather for the show, but then also said Claimed that she doesn't know her. To not like, know she her. She was about to pull up her seats and tell us, yeah. and we never got that. Yeah. And I do think it's interesting. And I think that getting the vibe that she thinks she's better than everyone and then also now finding out that she was part of casting. Of course she thought she was better than everyone. She thought that this was her show. Yeah. And I think the fact that she not only thought that this was her show and thought she was going to become America's sweetheart and not only did she not, the girl that she hates the most became America's sweetheart, Rihanna messaging Heather on Instagram. And Lisa was, I think, universally disliked. It kills her. Like it literally kills her. And she showed up to this reunion knowing that she's not going to be most liked, but she's going to be memorable. Because honestly, before this reunion, I could barely tell her and Meredith apart, you know? Yeah, no, she came out so strong in the reunions, especially last night. And I'm like, first of all, this is a personality that we've never seen of hers. Like, at least it's interesting. Yeah. But I also feel like there's something she's trying to, like, tell us. And we're not understanding. Well, I feel like there's a few things happening. The first is that a lot of the women are very confused how Lisa and Jen Shaw have this alliance. And right. what... Who, what is it serving? Like, how did we get here? But because the two have never like been friends. Heather is completely turned against, turned against Jen Shaw. Like, she's yeah. like, no one can be her friend. I mean, and if, if you, you are her friend, I don't understand you either. If you watch a show, like, I'm sure to experience it was one thing, and then to rewatch it is like, wow, why would I? Why would Heather literally ever be friends with Jen Shaw? Yeah, ever. Yeah. Like, so delusional. And I do think that Jen Shaw has come down to earth a little bit on the reunion, and she's owning her shit, and I'm glad her and Mary got back together. Not got back together, but reconciled. But the other thing is, like, Heather's now looking at this, like, at a glance. Like, I'm, I agree with Heather. Like, why is Meredith not more angry at Lisa for being so buddy-buddy with Jen when Jen was the one who put all of Meredith's uh, marriage stuff out on the table for, for everyone to talk about? Yeah. Like, I would be mad, too. They're supposed to be best friends, but now you're all buddy-buddy defending a girl who literally tried to ruin my marriage? Yeah. Heather's right. But yeah, Meredith, but that's, Meredith but that's doesn't not Meredith. Appear, yeah, Meredith doesn't appear to give a shit. Right. That's just not her. Yeah. Everyone's different. I just but the I, way that they were like so heated angry. was just like so crazy to me. But like I, I honestly like I agree with Heather. Like Heather this entire season like did her best to like be friends with Lisa and like Lisa was just like condescending to her and Whitney so much. I like, didn't feel like they were good enough to be on the show. Not good enough to be Lisa's friend. She's throwing her party in her yurt and doesn't invite Heather who literally owns a 20 million dollar business. Like okay whatever. So now it's like now that they're their union they're kind of on equal playing fields. Heather's not interested. Like, you wouldn't give me the time of day when I was, when you thought I was beneath you. But now that I am the hero of this show, you think you can talk to me now. Go fuck yourself. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. I just, what's interesting, yes, that's, that's how we landed where we are. But I would have expected Lisa, given what we saw of her this season, to like sort of 
be a little ass kissy yeah. in the yeah. reunion and instead she's ferocious. Claws, yeah. And I'm just like, wait, she's kind of interesting. Yeah. That's where I'm at. Like, still Team Heather, obviously, but there's more to Lisa Barlow than we've seen. I have that's a why feeling I'm saying it might take us a few seasons to yes. like really see her personality. And maybe, this is what I said last week, we might wind up standing. I have no idea. Yeah, she Anything definitely didn't have a good first season. No. She tried to play it. Like, she thought that she could control how she would come off. I think she control learned. Control the other women. I think she learned that you can't ever do that. Mm-hmm. Like, it's impossible. And I think next season she'll just be more herself. And it seems like who she really is is more interesting than who she was pretending, pretending to be. Pretending to be. Impossible. Impossible. Mm-hmm. Speaking of impossible, don't forget to watch our Toast Movie of the Week, which is Cinderella starring Brandy and Whitney Houston, available to stream on Disney+. Plus. Yes. Very exciting. Um... Can't wait. I think that's our show. Yeah. Yeah, we got a lot to do, and we shall see you tomorrow. Thank for you Friday. Oh, my goodness. So excited. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Morning Toast, the Millennial Morning Show, where we deliver the fast five stories you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching us on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give us a video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast. Anywhere podcasts can be found. So on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, IR, Radio, Castbox, all the places where you listen to podcasts. Find us, the Morning Toast, and leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. Hope you have an amazing day, you guys. We'll see you tomorrow for Friday. Bye.